A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tools Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. Jason Strout is an artist, a Muay Thai fighter, and one of the head coaches at Kill Cliff. You can find him on Instagram at Coach Strout. Jason Strout, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Well, welcome. Thank you for being here, dude. I'm excited. You train some of the most high-end athletes on earth. Yeah, I guess. I guess I do. I don't. I guess when you say it like that, I guess I do. <laughs> I mean, you, you, I, mean, I guess like, I really do. Objectively, yeah. Objectively, you do. Yeah. There's a lot of top, top guys I get to work with every day. I mean, it, to me, it just feels like playing. Right. But I guess it's my job. And yeah, I want to say to people that I uh, have done playing with you. This is just like heavy quote unquote playing. And all that that did for me was lead me to limp for a few days. A lot, a lot of leg kicks in your playing. Yeah, I like to kick people in the leg. Guys, just playing to me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you look like you were having fun. So. I had the greatest time. I had the greatest time ever, and I felt like I got a leg workout. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. A little thigh conditioning never yeah. hurt anybody. Yeah. Um, is there anything about training guys like that that um, requires motivation above and beyond just somebody going to work or even just doing something they enjoy? I mean, it's nice when you're working with somebody that wants to be there and they're excited to be there and they want to learn and they want to get better at what they do. So that, that kind of makes what I do a little bit easier. You know, I'm not really there to convince them or, or sell it to them or, or push them because they've already made it to that level. They've already made it to the point where they know how to push themselves. They know that this is what they want to do. There's no like beginning period where they're kind of feeling it out. They're like, I don't know, I'm not sure about this. They don't know how to dig deep. They know how to dig deep. So it makes it a little bit more exciting on my end where I get to just kind of do what I want to do, you know, and just help them get better. And yeah, like I said, just play it, you know, like 
they're getting better. I'm showing them things and I'm improving their technique. I'm just there to make them the best that they can be, you know, just get them to level up and just get them to feel more confident about what whatever it is they're doing, especially when it gets closer to a fight. If they don't have a fight, we can like work on things and kind of like fine tune things. And like, if I see something, I'll try to like fix it or maybe help them improve it or throw it a little bit better. But overall, it's just making them feel good about whatever they do. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, 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 I want it so badly to find something I cared about that much. Do you, do you know what I mean? No, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, th- I mean, it's the, the, I mean, I've been doing this over 20 years now. So it's like, yeah, it's just finally found something that I'm like passionate that I care about enough to keep my interest. Cause I can't, you know, I can't pay attention to anything. I'll be doing one thing and I'll be doing another thing, but somehow it works in this world because you can kind of float off and do different things, but it's all pretty much the same thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. it's doing this. I'm do- yeah. Yeah. It's in the same universe. I'm doing this. I'm doing that, but it's all surrounded around that one thing with that, whatever it is that I've been doing for 20 years and just making that better and having you know, it's just it's just fun because i guess it's active too right yeah. i get to do things i get to hit people occasionally get hit things like that and you get to travel yeah i get to travel man place i mean shit if you would have told me i would have seen the places i've been to in this journey when i was like 16 i would have never believed it. like half the place i didn't even know existed yeah we talk about it in school but man i never paid attention to school it's like till i actually went to the places i'm like wow this is all right this makes sense i remember kind of learning about this school like like cambodia was probably like the biggest thing where I've learned the most like just being there like I remember kind of hearing about it in school I don't think they really talked about it that much but I feel like being there and being surrounded by it and the people and just going to those different museums and just being like oh wow yeah this is this is crazy and thinking I got here because of something that started way back when went to a gym I thought I was just gonna fight and now I'm like in a different country in a different world meeting new people from different places I mean that's a great thing too about the gym I'm at like there's so many different people from so many different places that I never thought I'd ever cross cross paths with just because of something that's kept my interest for this long you know yeah it's nuts it's it is fucking nuts it's, dude it's, I'm like sitting in the back like me and this guy I so I owned a gym with somebody and then he decided to go over to Asia and he was buying content and uh, of fights going on in Asia and then I was there because of that and like we're in the back of a taxi in Myanmar driving around just being like <laughs> just looking at each other just like this is unreal this is nuts like and I, it's not like I I don't I can't plan anything like I, I, maybe I know what I'm gonna do for dinner tonight but like I, I don't plan because I don't know I, I just don't I just somehow shit just works out you know and it's like I, I don't know somehow I end up in a cab and I'm in Myanmar and I'm traveled the world and I'm here and it's like how, how did you get there? What's the story that led you to that? Like, I know you had a gym in New York. What got you there? What brought right. you there? All right. So how did I how did I end up in New York? That's a that's a great question, I guess. Um, so I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and yeah, I was I went to a fight there. Someone bought me tickets to a fight, a Muay Thai fight. I, th- I always kind of wanted to box. I used to like play around in the yard with people with boxing gloves. I'm like, oh shit, I could take a punch and. I like hitting people and I don't mind getting hit. So I was like, maybe I'll try this fighting thing. You know, like I'd, we'd fight in, at this housing complex. We'd fight everybody. And I fought everyone that showed up. I didn't care if you're old or young or I just keep going. I'm like, man, I kind of like this. So then I was like, maybe I should try it. Maybe I should go to a boxing gym. And then I got tickets for a Muay Thai fight. And uh, I walked in, this guy was elbowing the guy in the top of the head. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, let me try this. You know, and I kind of knew about it from like the movie Kickboxer and things like that. Like you see things growing up. You're like, wow, that, that looks pretty cool. I like to try to knee people elbow them or whatever and then I went to the fights then I went to the gym and I was like you know I walked in I was like yeah I want to fight and of course everybody's like yeah yeah sure everybody says that and 
six months later, I had my first fight, and then you know another fight, another fight, another fight, and I was pretty decent at it, I guess. And then I took time off after like you know you get hit a couple times, and pupils are different sizes, and the world's a little funny. So I'm like, let me just rest for a little bit. And I had a friend that moved to New York, so I'd go back and forth from Milwaukee to New York and visit them. And then I was like, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go out there and you know give it a shot for a while and just try something new. So I had like maybe a couple thousand bucks. I saved up from like uh, I used to bartend, which is weird. I bandaged the bar somehow. Well, that was because of the gym. Actually, it's not weird. <laughs> I was out walking around one night. It was Friday night. Me and a group of friends. We just go. Yeah, you wander the streets and whatever happens happens, you know. And I saw this guy from the gym. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And he, I'm like, oh, I'm just walking. He knew what we were doing. And he's like, you know what? You're gonna start working for me on Friday night. You're gonna work the door. And I was like, all right, whatever, you know. And so I started working the door for him at this bar, and I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, one day he's like, hey, a, a bartender dropped off. You're gonna you're gonna bartend now. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't drink. I don't. How am I gonna serve drinks to someone? I don't drink alcohol. He's like, ah, oh, you'll figure it out. And so I started figuring that out. And then I was there almost every night. I think I I think I managed it for a while and had the keys to the place. It was just nuts. And that was because he was a member of the gym. I trained with him, whatever. And that's how I got me into that situation. That's why I met a girl. And then we were like dating. And then she ended up moving to New York with friends of mine that I was living with. They moved to New York. So she moved in with them. And that's when I decided to go over to New York and give it a try. I'm like, well, my friends are there. She's there. I don't know if I'm going to fight. I don't know what's going on. So I'm going to give it a try. That was in 2004. And then I was in New York until like 2018. Um, the minute I got there, I started training uh, these two fighters. I, I went there to go visit before, and I went to his class. We like moved around and sparred a little bit, and he said I did really well with him or got the better of him. So when I went there to go live, he's like, hey, we got a tournament coming up. Uh, my coach isn't around anymore. Would you like to help me and this other gentleman get ready for this national kickboxing tournament? I was like, oh, I'll give it a try, because I did a little coaching back in Milwaukee at Duke's gym before I, you know, whatever. and. I'll give it a try. And I, they both won, uh, I think it was like nationals or whatever it was. They both won their fights. And I was like, man, this is, this is all right. This is, and I kept working with him. And like, I worked with him through his amateur career and through his pro career. Then I started picking up more fighters. They'd start coming around. I started working with this guy and that guy. I worked with boxers, Thai fighters, MMA fighters. Then I started teaching a bunch of classes at the gym. He's like, hey, a, a class opened up. Would you be interested in teaching it? So I started doing that. Became friends with the owner of the gym. Um, and then, you know, at one point he asked if I wanted to buy into it and I was a 50-50 partner with him. And then somebody bought me out, but it's just like, yeah. And then he, I think, was bought out of the gym, but then he went to Asia and he was buying content, uh, Muay Thai fights and whatnot. And he also ran Friday Night Fights, uh, which was a Muay Thai series in New York. Yeah. And occasionally he'd be like, hey, Jason, you want to go, you know, do some commentating? I'm like, all right. And I didn't really understand there was so many different <laughs> levels and parts to commentating. I just thought you talked about the fights. So I showed up, I'd do that. He's like, oh, you did a good job. I was like, all right, cool. It was it was fun. I did it a couple times. But then he was like, hey, I got this thing in Asia if you want to come over there and do commentating for the fights. And uh, I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. I tried for a couple of weeks. And then I kind of looked into what my job was going to be. And I was like, I didn't realize there was a color commentator and a play-by-play. -play. I didn't realize there was a different different roles because I kind of was just doing both. Right. I'd talk about the action that I'd also talk about why they were doing the action. So I think I was, didn't, didn't know my Filling role. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah. didn't really know there was a difference. And then once I learned that, then I started watching like old fight tapes and listening to the commentators talk and this and that, and just kind of, you know, seeing the difference between the two. And then, you know, my role is uh, the color commentator where I give my professional advice, I guess, on what I saw happening in the ring. So that's how I ended up in Asia. That's how I ended up in New York, fought. Um, also, my, my trainer, Duke Rufus in Milwaukee, was friends with, with uh, Justin, the owner of Church Street. So he put me in touch and that's why I went there 
when I went to visit New York, I was like, hey, you know, Duke told me to come here. Mind if I take a class, whatever. And that's how I met Chris Romulo. And that's how I trained him, whatever. And then, you know, yeah. And, and how and how did you wind up at Kill Cliff? So, yeah, how the hell did I end up in Florida at Kill Cliff Fight Club? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was in New York forever. Uh, met a lot of people that way. I met, um, so this kid came to my life, Jared Gordon, uh, fighter. He fights in the UFC. At the time, he was just an amateur, uh, like had one or two pro fights. Maybe that was his pro debut. I don't remember. Somebody brought him to me. He was like, hey, I got this kid. I think uh, you could help him out. You know, he's, he's really good <laughs> whatever. And he showed up, started working with him a little bit. And, uh, you know, we had a fight together, another fight. And then, you know, we just kept going down the line. And then his whole crazy world and story and kind of went through everything with him. And then he ended up moving to Milwaukee to train with uh, the guys at the gym where I used to train. I thought that was kind of neat, you know, like he went there and then I kind of went on my way. And that's when I went to Asia. Cause I was like, there was like a point in my training career where I was like, I didn't, I was like, I had a bunch of guys and then I kind of didn't. It was like, it's weird how it's like everybody comes to you and they're all doing well. And then some retire, some get old, some lose. Then there was like a lull where there was like nothing really going on. I just sold the gym and I was like, all right, let me go to Asia and try that out. So I went to Asia had all that whole experience and then COVID hit and I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Ended up coming back to America, uh, back to the States and then he hit me up. He's like, hey man, I got a fight. And then he went to Florida. He left Milwaukee, went to Florida with Henry. And I haven't met Henry Hooft um, on and off throughout the years at different events, whatever, just being in the fight world, knowing friends of him through Holland, whatever, this or that. And he called me up too. He's like, hey, we got a good thing going on down here. I'd like you to come check it out. Heard a lot of good things about you. And Jared's like, hey, I want you to come help me get ready for a fight. And I was like, I don't know. Do I really want to do this again? Because I wasn't training. You know, I went to Thailand. I just was commentating for fights and I was like just training on my own. And I didn't have to deal with fighters. And it was kind of nice to take a break, you know, like <laughs> it's great to work with them, but it, it takes a lot out of you, you know, like it, it just you're and I don't do shit half ass, you know, so like I give 100 percent of everything I got into it. And it just takes a lot out of you. It's draining, you know, so it's like. I imagine you're also getting beat up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's hard on your, like, yeah, my body felt great. I could straighten my arm, like nothing really hurt. It wasn't foggy. <laughs> you know, things were good. Things were good. So I was like, I don't know. And I got my training into Thailand. So it was just kind of nice to like, just focus on myself. So I was like, I don't know, do I want to do this? So when I did come back to New York, um, I went back to the gym a couple times and, and uh, the new owner was like, hey, do you want to you know teach a couple classes? We're doing them outside because of COVID. And I was like, all right. I was kind of like staying at a friend's house. Um, real good friends who let me stay at their house out in New Jersey. And occasionally I'd just sleep in my van in Tribeca, you know. And so I was like, well, whatever, I'll, you know, make a couple bucks, whatever, and teach some classes again. It'd be kind of fun to see some people. And I kind of fell back in love with it. You know, like I was teaching the classes. and I was like, oh, this is great. Like being able to, you know, I really do love this. And I do, I did miss it. Like teaching those couple classes just for people, like it kind of brought me, I just, it just, like I said, showed me how much I did love it, how much I did miss it. And then I had a kid who had a fight coming up. Like he was, I think it was a, might have been an amateur pro fight. He's like, hey, do you want to come work with me? And I've worked with him in the past. So I went and did that. And I kind of like, you know, I got my toes wet again. I was like, oh man, I, I do. And I had a whole, just the way I approached it was was different. You know, like living in Asia and just experiencing that and watching the way that the Thai fighters fought and just that whole, I don't know, you just, I don't know, I just felt more positive. Like I wish I had this experience earlier in my career so that I wouldn't have been so maybe hard-headed and just been like, you know, like like that early days, just go, go, go. Like you gotta be tougher. And he didn't, he didn't, I don't know, like I almost wish like I, I, I mean, I guess that's what happens in life, right? You just go through different waves and things change and your attitude and whatever your outlook changes and shit like that. So like, 
after after being in Asia and coming back and just being around you know Muay Thai fights and that culture and just like the peacefulness of it and just the uh, way people approach life in Asia and just seeing how I mean what's important really you know like you see these people they have nothing and you're like man I what I got nothing really to complain about you know like I had yeah. to wait for a train or like shit sucks but it's like I know I'm I, I got food I got a little bit of money I, I'm living in a great apartment here and it's like these people live in a hut and it's like they smile. It's like, well, shit, man, if they could figure it out and they could be happy, like, why can't I? So, so when I came back, like after that, you know, living in Asia for a month or for a year, it was like, everything was just different. And then, and then having the work with fighters and, and, and training people again, just like, oh man, I just approached it completely different. And then when they called me up to come to Florida, I was like, I don't know, maybe I want to do this. And I was like, all right. And I left New York cause it was getting cold. And, uh, you know, I was, I was sleeping in my van then like, then, just on the, you know, in the, in Tribeca, I found a spot, but it was getting to be winter. And I wasn't staying at my friend's house anymore because the holidays were coming up. And they were like, you know, you do go to the city. We don't want to get sick and pass it on to our family. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I don't want to, you know, I felt like irresponsible because I was kind of like wandering around New York City when COVID was going on. And I'm like, I don't want to get nobody sick and be responsible for whatever's going to happen. So I was like, oh, I'll just chill in my van. So yeah, I just sleep in my van and I wake up and it was kind of cool. Like I live in Tribeca and I go get some espresso in the morning. I go to the gym because I had the keys for it. I do a little working out and shower completely alone. Nobody else was there. It was nice. And uh, uh, it, it was just nice. But then I went and I was getting too cold and I was renting hotels if it got too cold at night. And then like a winter storm hit. So I was like in a hotel for three nights. And I was like, well, now I'm just kind of working to pay for these hotels, which were cheap because of because of COVID. So right. I was like staying in some nice spots. So like nothing, it was awesome. But then I was like, all right, maybe I'll drive back out, you know, back to the Midwest for the holidays, spend time with my family. So drove back, did the Christmas thing with my mom. And I think we just had... We just spend it alone because I think my sister got COVID. So like nobody could go near anybody. So I was like, it was awesome because I got to spend time with my family that I probably would have never done before. I just kept traveling around. So that was kind of like nice about it was I got to like take a break in life, you know, and just reevaluate shit. And like we went out west and my buddies like went, you know, got in a truck and just drove out to Montana and went camping. It was like shit I probably would have never done, but it really slowed life down, you know, and it was nice. And then. After New Year's, I'm like, all right, I'll drive down to Florida and see what happens. I'll go help this dude get ready for one fight. And then I was kind of see where it goes from there. And I thought maybe I'll just live in my van and cruise the country, maybe go back to Asia and just just go with whatever happens, you know? And then I got down here to Florida and, and you know, walked into the gym. I'm like, oh, this place is beautiful. And it had such a positive vibe to it. It was like no other gym I've ever been to before. It was just so, like, welcoming and everybody was open to learning, it felt like. Like, it was, it was, it was a just a great environment. There was no like ego about it. I'm looking on the floor. I'm like, I, like these are all top, top guys, like top in every organization, whether it be Bellator, UFC, PFL, whatever. Like these are like the cream of the, like the best guys around and they're all working with each other. And there's no one walking around like flexing or acting you know, like you walk into a boxing gym and it's like, you know, who's a tough guy. You know I mean, you know, who's at least the giving the off. Alpha the, dog yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. And there's like, I feel you got to prove yourself when you go to gyms. Like, like you got to like show that you're worth. And like, there was none of that. Like everybody was well. Henry was great. You know, he's so laid back, welcome. And, and and there was no like, you know, to have two different coaches with kind of similar but different ideas about things. Sometimes it doesn't work. Like it butts heads, but you know, we we got along great. And Greg Jones, the wrestling coach, like we hit it off right away. And I don't know, it was just it was just everything just kind of like fell into place. It was weird and. It is a bizarre atmosphere. I'm not a professional fighter. I've had nothing to do with the professional side of the yeah. sport. It's just been a sport I've liked. I, I actually owned a gym 
or I was a part owner in an MMA gym in um, like 2005, 2006 in LA. Yeah, called Legends MMA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even there, like, I I would say, like, it was a good vibe, but you'd walk in and you'd know, like, that that's the tough guy who like if who who wants you to come and challenge him and he wants to beat you up you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah there's that vibe in gyms there always is yeah. right there's like even like a boxing gym where if, like at church street it was like we had some pros but a majority of the clientele was just people looking to get in shape but there was still something still it's like it's like, like yeah like, there's oh, something you look at me wrong i'm gonna yeah, fight like you. like i go to brooklyn and i go to gleason's gym and it'd be like oh man like like remember the first time walking in there you're like I don't know. It's like walking the yard or something. Like you gotta like show like can't like show weakness. You know. I don't know. There's something about it. It's cool, and it, and and there's nothing like that feeling. And it's kind of nice to have that. If I mean, if you've never experienced it and you're a fighter, like like I take guys over to. Uh, remember, I took this kickboxer once to go work out at uh, Wildcard, and and there's that same atmosphere there too. And he had to like go in the ring and shadow box, and it's like he comes from not from boxing and, and comes from kickboxes. There's already that like against them but it was just cool to be put in that environment and then still be able to perform it gets you over that especially if you're going to fight like you get over those nerves you get over that I'm going to a new gym to spar kind of feeling and like oh man there's that and once you do that a couple times it just makes everything else kind of easier but but there's also something to be said for what we have going on down here where it was like there is none of that but everybody's still getting better you yeah know, it was this- it's weird I walked in the first time I walked in there I was just like there were 60 pros yeah. I mean, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, first of all, it's, it's the biggest yeah. gym I've ever been in. And everybody is happy. Even yeah. if they're in the middle of like hurting and miserable, they're happy. Yeah, it's 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 just in the air. Like yeah. pe- people that come, like fighters that come visit, they're just like, they're just in it. And they're like, like they've been there forever and everybody's nice to them. And it's not like a fake nice where it's like, everybody's trying hard to be, it's just what it is. Like, yeah. I don't know, I guess. It, it's a really pleasant atmosphere. It really is, but yeah. it, it's still serious it, you what works yeah i mean the, the results are good yeah. too yeah I mean, I mean yeah it's like nobody's there to mess around or, or or you know pretend they're gonna be a fighter otherwise they wouldn't last and it's just yeah it's just a great environment so yeah i ended up showing up here and i was like oh i'll see what happens and i was like you know i got the van i'll just crash in that and jared was let me stay at his parents place and that was awesome until i almost choked on steak and died which was terrifying <laughs> all alone in a boca apartment thinking this is my last day but uh, yeah, I just stayed down here and I was like, well, I guess I'll have to get a place now and called up a uh, friend's dad who was a realtor and said, hey, you know, <laughs> then I realized what the prices were down here. I was like, this place is nuts. It's just like New York. Found a place and I've been there now. It's going to be like three years. It's going on three years now, right? Yeah, two going on three. Yeah, it just works. And I'm busy constantly and traveling constantly and like in a different hotel in a different city almost every other week, which is kind of awesome. You know, it's yeah. like, I don't know, somehow this journey just keeps continuing and it keeps getting better and better. You talked about being in Asia and seeing people with literally nothing or as close to nothing as you and I could imagine without being truly homeless or, you know, destitute and being happy. Do you think that there, because I I remember seeing that too. Like, by the way, I've been in lots of countries and lots of continents um, that are impoverished and still seeing a general sense of happiness yeah. or satisfaction. And there's no, like, whatever the daily grind is, it's the daily grind to find food or, yeah. or you know, I was in Nepal once and it was um, the, this little tiny village and they were trying to go from 
chopping down the forest to, to get wood to mm -hmm. heat their houses yeah. to these methane tanks, which all the, they had one toilet and, and they, everybody crapped in this toilet and, and then they put their, they had a few animals, they put all the animal shit in this toilet and they would create methane. And this was like so exciting to them that they didn't have to chop down the forest anymore yeah. to heat their yeah, houses yeah, yeah. and you know what i mean and like i go like shit man if my ac goes out i'm gonna freak out yeah you know what i mean it just yeah it just puts things in perspective right like i mean yeah it's just see like i don't know it's it's i've ever been in a hotel in myanmar like a very nice hotel and i'm looking out the window and there's this lady cleaning dishes and there's just rats running around her i'm like that's her life this is mine it's like <laughs> It's just nuts. It's just like makes me like thankful of where I am. Like I'm in get to be in here. I'm not. I don't have to do that. It's not like I was looking down on her or feeling bad for her. It was just just different. And it's like I don't. know, I think that's why traveling is so important to see those things and like go out and see this world for all the different things it has to offer. Yeah. Right. I mean, even here, like I've been like I like to go explore a lot of different places when I'm in like certain cities, like probably places most people like don't want to go like or but i would even go a step further and say some of the places you go to explore are places people actively avoid yeah yeah and if you're there it's like things aren't going well for you you know right like, <laughs> i've been in some certain places where i'm like wow man it's how did that person end up there it's just it's terrible you know and yeah some scary places you know but i don't know if i just drawn to it or i just enjoy it but i just feel and also sometimes I feel more comfortable in those situations where I'm like, ah, this is, this is all right, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like those people are very vulnerable, and I don't have to put on a front, and you just, you just are who you are. Like, they can't hide what's going on. They're sleeping on the street. They're passed out in this like messed up tent, and who knows, you know, whatever's going on in their life. But that's just them for what they are. That's just what that lady was outside of that window cleaning, cleaning the pots and the rat. Like, that's just that. That's her world. That's her life. That's that's that. Like. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just, and I mean, seeing things differently, like, oh, I, I, why am I not that person? How was I lucky enough to be born where I was? And even though, like, it wasn't like, you know, like, didn't have everything handed to me, still th shit's turning out, dude. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I often wonder, like, about the unintended consequences of, of any of this stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, um, we have a lot here. We have more here than probably need. The, yeah. the average person, and and yet there there's a, a much higher incidence of like psychotropic drugs because people are unhappy. Yeah, you know, and and um, I think the the I was in a country once called Bhutan, oh. not far from Nepal. Yes. Bhutan's awesome. You, you have to get like permission to go there, right? Yeah. You have to spend X amount of money to go there even, right? You can't just show up. No, no. But it's not a very wealthy country no. also. It's not, it's like a- They do that so people don't go. Is that, or, They like, don't want people, they no, don't want no. like, like Tour. they could kill it with tourism. Yeah. They don't want you. No. And their gross domestic product is measured by happiness. Yeah. Like that's, that's how they, they go like, if our people are unhappy, we need to move stuff around. But but the country's gross domestic product is the happiness of the people. How long were you there? Like a week. Yeah. And how was that? Just it was wild, dude. I bet. They're, they're, um, they're, uh, 
the national sport is archery. So, like, you wake up every morning and go out and just everybody's shooting arrows at targets, <laughs> which is wild. <laughs> like, the the royalty firmly believes, and, and maybe not all, but a few yeah. of the royalty dudes that I met believe in Bigfoot. They're 100% Bigfoot exists. That's it exists awesome. in those mountains, in those forests. <laughs> um it's wild. Sounds uh, like a great place. Yeah. I mean, archery and Bigfoot. Like, uh, yeah. What more could you want? It's and amazing. Did you go to the castle? I went to the... the uh, I didn't go to or the... Or whatever that is in the... You know what I'm talking the about? The dragon... Yeah. The tiger's nest. Yeah. The yeah. Buddhist temple up, yeah. up in the cliff. Yeah. Not not a castle. <laughs> no. But, but <laughs> like, yeah, we hiked up there. Yeah. That was amazing. I will say this, too, in fairness, um, and it's no knock on Buddhism. I don't know a lot about Buddhism. The people that seemed the least happy to me were the Buddhist monks. Really? They just didn't exude <laughs> happiness. Pretty much everybody else was like literally cheerful. Yeah. And the Buddhist monks were kind of severe. They got that, that serious face. Yeah. yeah. They were not, they were in deep contemplation about <laughs> the meaning of life. Yeah. And well, that, well, I mean, I mean, could you, I mean, you start thinking about that, then yeah, that could put you to funk, couldn't it? I yeah. Mean, how many it, times you sit around thinking about that shit? Like, what is the point of all this shit? And you're like, wow. It becomes wow, really, tricky yeah, yeah, when man, you start to like, think about yeah. life too much. I yeah. think sometimes we just have to live. Just you know? Yeah, don't stop. Just go. Just keep moving, right? You sit still and start thinking about shit, then you really overthink it, right? Yeah. No, that, but I do think sometimes I wonder if much of the problems in this country just are that we have so much and we're bored. And so uh, we have to create – you have to have problems, yeah, right? Right? I mean, isn't that, I mean, when you have less, you have less to worry about, right? Like when I, I was living in the van, it was fucking life was great. I mean, if your problem is literally like, I got to shelter myself yeah. and I got to eat yeah. and I'm going to concern myself with those. And as long as I get those done, I'm then the remainder is happiness versus like, well, it's not that many people are worried about that in America. I, so the other day I was cruising around trying to, you know, find all the things I can do. And I'm like, oh man, I'm just kind of running out of activities. And I drove past this like, Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Nature Preserve. I was like, man, did a U-turn, hopped in there. I was like, I'll go take a walk and see what's in this place, you know? And I saw these giant tortoises and I'm like, I sat there on the ground and just kind of stared at it for, for a long time. <laughs> and I'm like, 
this guy just cares about, I don't even know if he cares. He's just marching around this forest eating. <laughs> he's just going to eat. And then I guess he's going to go back to his little hole in the ground and sleep. That's it. And he looked like he had a little smile on his face, you know? He right. just marched around all happy. And he's like, I'm just going to chew on some shit, run over some things, go back to my hole. And that, that was it. Like, And that's that little area he lives in his whole entire life. And they live a long time. So he's, yeah. it's not like he's like going to Hawaii for a week, you know, right. like, and worrying about how to get there, you know? It's like... Yeah. And if he does, he's going to swim. Yeah. Like, that's I, how he'll get He'll there. just get there. Like sea turtles, too, right? They just cruise around the world, come lay some eggs. And then they go back out and keep cruising. I, mean, I don't know. It's like, it's so simple, right? They just try to survive. Yeah. I, They're just surviving. They're just eating. And, the, the idea of nature, right? Like, um, there's some... The philosophy that this country was founded on is quote unquote natural law. And for me, I think about natural law and I think there's nothing natural about natural law, about like <laughs> this idea of like treating people decently, right? Yeah. Like that's that's not I don't find that in nature. You treat your your the people you depend on decently and yeah. everybody else pretty much is like yeah. basically an enemy. Yeah, but 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 you do see that in nature too. So like I got these ducks that live in front of my house, and they look they look nice, but right. they'll fucking bite you. They're fucking ducks. evil, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so one time I'm out there, I, I may have told this duck story before, and there was a duck, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, I'm watching this duck, and he's like, got this little duck pinned to the ground, and he's like biting its neck, and he's getting all rough on him, I'm like, oh, he's trying to kill him. So I walk over, and I'm like tapping it on the butt, like, hey man, like, like chill out. <laughs> little I know, he's like, he's like, you know. Oh, he's giving it to her. He's right, giving it. right, right. <laughs> so I'm like patting him on the butt, giving him some encouragement. But yeah, the way that took place, I was like, wow, nature could be nature's fucking rough, violent. Dude. Yeah, it's like as much as I say this tortoise is living this great life, there's still this like it's pretty violent and, and crazy too. You know, like they have their own <laughs> crazy shit going on in their world too. Like I'm sure that duck wasn't too happy after what just happened. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm walking away, and who knows whatever happened to it. But I was like. That's one way to get laid, right? I mean, shit, that duck was not doing yeah. nice things to the other duck, you know? It's like No, I wonder if when we remove ourselves so, so far from nature, right? Because, like, nature, true nature, I don't want to be in nature where it's just, like, shit's trying to kill you yeah. all the time. Like, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. But, like, how removed I am where, where then we have to, like, actually figure out our own version of nature. Like yeah. I don't get enough exercise, so I have to go to a place and pay people to let me use equipment yeah. that f kind of simulates what I would be doing. If I had to survive. If I had to survive. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird, dude. It's, yeah. it's a deep hole you can get into. And then like, you know, I'm not experiencing happiness with my life. I have to now actively go search out things that make, make me, me happy. feel better. Or right? buy things that make me happy or take things that make me happier. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you have, it's, it's like... <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. It is. On one hand, it's like I could just either be surviving and worrying about being killed every day by some other bigger, stronger creature, or I have all these things to keep me away from that, but then I'm unhappy and I have to find things to distract myself and make myself happy. Yeah. You know, and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. That life is it's, it's nuts, right? It is nuts. And everybody's got their own path, and we've we each got our own path, and we've taken different steps, and we're like, well, that's why I went that way. If I, you know, like, what if I would have never went to that gym and done this or done that if I had just worked construction or kept being a naughty person and done criminal activities, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, wait, there's so many different, I mean, that could have been fun too. Who knows where I could have ended up with that world, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's, and then I just sit here today thinking, wow, I, I, all these years I've been on this earth and 
I don't know, it's nuts. And then you look at someone else and it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking life is nuts, man. It's nuts. And the different, like, the different chapters of life too, right? Like the different things you've, you go through and you thought this was, this is what I was going to do. I'm going to be that. Oh no, that changed. Maybe I'll be that. But the only thing that's stayed consistent is this, this fighting that's taken a, a big chunk of my life. And then some days I think like, oh, I don't know, maybe I just fucking disappear and do some other shit, you know, like, I don't know. Go be a tour guide in Miami. Something, or, man. Or, or hang drywall and just fucking drink Mountain Dew and party. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Also, doesn't I mean, it, it, I think it's all valid. Whatever you do, you know, I think, I wonder if it's that people are forced into stuff that they really actively don't want to do. They find themselves in situations where they perceive themselves to be forced into, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. And then that's truly miserable. Yeah. Where they like, in a life they thought was going to work out it just didn't yeah I mean how many I've seen that so many times guys is, or girls complain about being married or their kids and it's like their job and it's like I don't know like do you just have to think differently about what you're in like that's that's just what you're in that's your situation and you can make it better right or you could just keep being miserable about it and then it just then that shit's never going to be fun right it's never going to you just keep trying to search that thing to make you happy but it's like I don't know at one point all that shit made you happy what happened yeah. You know, like when you're in a relationship for the first time, you're like, oh, you're obsessed with that person. You love them. And then maybe you get married, maybe you don't, but you're with them for a long time. And then all of a sudden, one day you say something so mean to that person. And you're like, why would I How say did that? that happen? And like, yeah. it, I don't know if that's at comfort level where you feel like you can say it because you know they're going to still be there. But that's pretty shitty, right? Like, I know I've done it. I'm sure everybody's done it. And then you're like, when you don't have it, you think about it like, oh, man, it, I was kind of fucked up. Maybe I should have done things differently. Or you see other people arguing or whatever and you're like well maybe they why you know like there's that one part in your life where you had everything you thought everything was was perfect and then it goes away but why can't you bring your thoughts back to the where it was you know what i mean like yeah no i think i think most of this does exist just in our heads yeah i, I really do i mean right it's our perception on what is yeah. like, i mean like my, my job's great but then some days i'm like fuck this fuck these people like why am i doing this like it just gets you just get like over it you know like yeah. it's like i've tried so hard i put so much into it it's like did I waste my whole life or all this time and energy for what? Like, what's the end result? But then you start looking into the future. I'm like, well, you can't do that because you don't know where that's going to go. And you, you can't look in the past because that's already happened. So then you just try to focus on whatever happens now. You know, because if you plan for shit and it doesn't work out, then you're upset about it. Right. So I was like, well, fuck planning for shit. I'm just going to, like, wake up and I know I have to be here at a certain time. And then the rest of the time I'll just figure it out. And then I'll have to be there at a certain time. And then that's it. And I guess I'll wake up and, or go to sleep and then. If I wake up, I'll just take it from there. Yeah. Because <laughs> who the fuck knows if you wake up, right? Yeah. Why worried about tomorrow? If, I don't know if I'm going to wake up. Shit. No, I'm grateful every day that right? I wake up. Like, like, oh. even, if, even if, like, I wake up and my back hurts yeah. and my legs hurt and I'm, like, sore and a little bit cranky, I'm grateful for just being awake. Yeah. Like, well, all right, fuck, I can get up and fucking walk. Like, I can get up. Like, even some days you wake up, you're like, oh, man, I don't know why. Today's going to suck. But then you're like, if you keep thinking that, right, it's going to suck, right? But it's like, fuck, I can eat and drink and talk and see and all the shit that like some people don't have yeah and they don't have a choice about it it's like fuck i don't know and then you wake up one day and you're a coach on the ultimate fighting championship <laughs> fucking crazy right yeah that's insane it's it really is like i don't even like what did i do i feel like i just get lucky like what did i do to get lucky to be in that situation you know like to be able to you know be on this I remember watching this you know years ago and be like oh this is pretty fucking cool and then being there at the at, at, at the tough show 
being filmed and being around these people and helping them with a chance of making their life better, which is awesome. Like you get these group of all these guys who are kind of like, this is a big opportunity for them. And I get to be a part of that. I get to be a part of of watching them grow and, and, and maybe even helping them get to where they like their life could be different and it could change yeah. and doing it alongside of other great people. And it's like, and you get to meet all the people behind the scenes, the camera guys, the sound. And it's like everything about it is pretty awesome. You and, know? and that show, I was a fan and would get to pay-per-views for UFC yeah. prior to the ultimate fighting yeah, challenge. Yeah, yeah. That show changed the dynamic of the sport. Oh, it did. The yeah. sport is, yeah. you can say like there's the sport before that uh-huh, and the uh-huh. sport, sport after, after that. Yeah, and with, the sport with, after that is massive. Yeah, with with, with uh, Forrest and Bonner. Like, yeah. Remember One that? of the like, greatest fights yeah. of all time. Unreal. Like, it's it, it's just it's yeah, and now I, I'm on a I'm on the show that that yeah. that like get yeah, it jump started or kind of like it catapulted it did it, yeah it, 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 it showed everybody what this is and what it could be and you get to learn about these guys and you get to go through them through a, a series and, and and learn about them and, and see the ups and downs of what it takes to get to where they get to get in the cage and fight each other and then you see them do this amazing fight where they just lay it all on the line it's like it couldn't have worked out any better than no. that. You know? And it, it explained a lot too, because I didn't really understand anything about what it was preparing for a fight. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, yeah, I yeah. just figured like, you're a guy who's tough. You go to a gym and then like Friday night you're fighting, but yeah. really there's quite a bit so more to, much. to a fight. So much. I mean, that. I mean, that's why I like watching like, uh, what was it? like HBO did those series for a while. I can't remember what they were like, not beyond the glory, but, uh, legend, not legendary nights, but whatever. It's the same kind of thing where they like, you get to go into their life a little bit and see how they change, prepare, and it really like. I remember watching fights like oh, I'm not really into this fight. And then I watched that and I'm like, no, I'm really into it. Yeah. Once you learn about their backgrounds and kind of like, and that's what it was like being on the show. It's like honestly, the only time I care about football is the show Hard Knocks. Yeah. On yeah, yeah. HBO, I watch that yeah. show every year. Yeah. And I still don't, I'm not desperately in love with football, but like I watch that show and I think I could get into football. Yeah, you, you learn about their lives and it's like, once you have that emotional attachment, it's like you invest, you're invested in them now. Yeah. Right? And you're like, I want to see them do good. I want to see, even if you didn't know much about them before, you're like, oh, I, this, this person's great. Like I've done that where I've watched uh, someone be like, oh, I'm fighting so-and-so and I do a little research on them. I'm like, oh man, like this is amazing how this person got to wherever they are now because of that. And I'm like, well, shit, now I got to think of a strategy for my guy to beat him and maybe derail his <laughs> right. future, you know? Like, oh, man, this is this is crazy. But there's so many stories like that. And to be on that show and to be able to, like, yeah, you, you get attached to these people, you know? Like, forever long it was we, we filmed, it was like I seen them twice a day and I get to go through their weight cuts and, and the emotions that, that they're going through, not seeing their families, this or that. And it's like you become their family. You become close to them. And then the show's just over and it's like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> it's like breaking up with, like, Hey, dudes, you know, it's like, all right, see you. And they're like, now we have no relationship anymore, you know? It's, Dude, that's every job I've ever done. Yeah. We'll go off, we'll shoot for a yeah. number of months. So you know. And we'll be like in a family. Yes. Every meal we're having Everything. together, we see them first thing in the morning. Everything. See them actually more than I see my nor- my real family. Yeah. And then it ends and you're like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to be best friends with that guy. And I'm like, I never see him No, again. you talk to him for a little bit after and then it's like, all right, see ya. Yeah. And it's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. And then you see him again one of the time, you're like, it's great, but it's like, there's nothing like that. But it really is an emotional roller coaster because it is that goodbye. Yeah. And it's sometimes it could be a goodbye. You may never see that person. Like, who knows? They go a different path. You go yours. That's why I remember the last day of the show, it was like, the fights happen, whatever, and we're saying goodbye. 
And I was like, all right, I'm just going to say goodbye before it gets to, like, we don't need eight dudes sitting here crying, hugging each other. I'm like, I'll see you guys around. <laughs> I'm out of here. Like, I've done this too many, like, even after fights, like, the fight will happen. You're with the person. You train them for, like, six weeks, four weeks. Then you're with them that whole week before the fight. And you're like, it's just, and then it's over. It's like, the fight's over. See you later. You both get on a plane, go different directions. You might send a funny text here or there, but then that's it. And it's like, then you're back with another fighter and you're doing that again. And it's like, that gets taxing. But you, know? you and Jared Gordon seem to be oh, le- yeah. legitimate friends. Yeah, no, no, we're, 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 yeah, we're definitely, yeah, yeah, we're, we're close. I friends. love watching you guys stuck in airports <laughs> or working out in hotels. Oh man! But then I know, like, yeah. he fights. Yeah. The fight's over. You guys, no, are we'll still, still, yeah, I'll still go to his house. Like yeah. I saw him this morning. And he he just walked into the gym. He has glasses on. I gave him some shit, and <laughs> he just went back to New York. I was like, man, did you eat all the pizza in New York? You know, but yeah, no, no, we're up. like. Not everybody, but That's a lot of guys. A, a yeah, really. yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it, it happens. I got a lot of guys I stay in touch with, but yeah, definitely him. You know, even after all this crazy shit still, whatever we end up doing, we'll, we'll probably still be friends. And yeah, unless I decide he's really a prick and I say forget it, and I want to <laughs> hang out with him anymore. But I'll probably still hang out with him. But like, yeah, friends of his family, they call me in birthdays, you know, holidays, whatever. And it's like, yeah, so it's, it, it's cool. You do find that, you know, and, and, and there's always like some. There's always a like the, the lifelong bond that's always going to be there when you go through that kind of go through some shit with some people you know what I mean like whatever it may be but with the fight world like uh, the, the first guy I started working with in New York Chris Romulo like and we talk you know occasionally we talk or I'll see him and it's like I went back to a, uh, some Muay Thai fights in New York not too long ago and he was I think he was commentating and I snuck oh no he's refereeing he's doing refereeing now and it's he's fucking awesome man it's great and I stuck up behind him and gave him a hug and it was like oh man it's like there's nothing like that you know just, we haven't seen each other or talked in months but like it just there's that special bond that that never goes away. That never goes away. Like even anybody, everybody I've worked with, like I feel like I could see them at any time and just be like, oh man, like a family member. Like you just it, it's that there's nothing like it, man. It's it's, yeah. it's it's awesome. But yeah, there is that you're with them and then you're not, and yeah. it's like over. It's fucking bizarre, man. It is weird. Yeah, that, that kind of doing a TV show. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you're with them nonstop. Yeah, and then it's just over. Yeah, it's just over. It's like even when fighters leave the gym, like oh I got to go and do this and. I'm going to go somewhere else. It's like, yeah, it sucks, dude. It really sucks. It's like, yeah, it just takes a piece of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you put so much into it. Like, and you you know what that is. You put everything into it and then it's just over. It's like, ah, oh, it's like a relationship. It's like. It's like a relationship, yeah. but without all the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weird explanation <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you would give to yeah. a relationship. Yeah. Like, I feel like with a relationship, you're at least going to explain it. In detail, sometimes, you know sometimes I mean? you yeah. hope. Yeah. Or yeah, I guess nowadays people just stop texting yeah and it's just like oh, all right guess we're not friends anymore right or, just didn't work out <laughs> yeah. whatever then you still gotta see them you still on the internet somehow you what? can't hide from shit these days man. on days that you have to be i mean you're pretty active every day yeah yeah uh, you're an athlete what on a day where you wake up and you're just like i have no motivation what what do you how do you oh, man. how do you get out of bed what do you do Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I don't I, I like to say that happens more often than not for some reason. Like, yeah, I don't know. Especially if I have a day off. I like, I don't know what to do with myself. At least like what days I have to be at the gym. Like I have to do this, I have to do that. And then I'll find time or find whatever I got to do in between. So I'm always going, going, going. But then it's like just me with myself. <laughs> That's when it gets a little crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like then you start like, yeah, thinking about shit and everything. And it's like, and it's, it, nothing's ever really bad, but you think it is. And it's like, I don't know, I guess when you're used to going a thousand, when you kind of start at zero, it's like, yeah. So like those days where you're like, all right, it's Sunday. I don't know. I try to like, yeah, I don't know how to get out. I just get out of bed and I just find shit. Like, all right, I get something in my head. Like, oh, I'm going to go explore this neighborhood or oh, I know where these trains are laid up. I'm going to go look at these trains or I'm going to go, maybe I'll drive to Winwood to get a sandwich or some shit. Like I'll give myself... Some sort of journey to go on. Or like, hey, I've never been to this coffee shop where I find it. Especially when I go to like new towns and shit. That's what's great. Like being traveling is great because then you wake up. You're like, I got to conquer this place. You know, I got to see everything there is to see here. So you find a certain thing you're into, like a bike shop, a coffee shop, uh, wherever it is, some, you know, graffiti or some street art or whatever. And it's like, gives me to go to these new neighborhoods. And it gives me to like, like when I went to Atlanta, man, that shit was awesome. Like. They had those like scooters you can rent. Man, I must have spent like 200 bucks on them things, man. <laughs> and, I, and they went everywhere, which is awesome. So I was like, all right, there's this restaurant. There's this, there's this shop. There's this like hip hop stores, record stores. Like, so I was like all over that spot, just checking out new places. And it's like, those that's motivating me. Like, oh, I train the dudes. That's important, number one. But then just go explore and just conquer this land. You know what I mean? And see everything. But then like when I'm here, I feel like I've seen like right. a lot of shit. And now it's old news. Like New York is like great. You wake up, go outside, just be some like, I don't know. It's all sorts of chaos going on. So it's very distracting, very overwhelming sometimes and sometimes too much where you're like, ah, I hate this place. <laughs> but here it's a little slower, right? It's like I go to the beach, which is like, all right, I'll just go ride my bike to the beach, which is awesome. Like I should never complain about that. But you know, how many times can I do that? How many times right. can I just go look, stare at the moon and listen to the ocean, which is like not saying it, it sounds stupid because it's fucking magical, right? <laughs> but yeah, I get kind of bored sometimes. Like I need constant stimulation you know i need like new places to try and go and like you know like i was like oh here's a place in miami and i'll just figure out how to get there maybe i'll ride my bike as far as i can go and then hop on the train or take the tri-rail down and then explore these crazy neighborhoods and go through it and i made it and i get to this spot and then i go there and there and it's like or i get in the car and drive west and just see what the hell's out there or take a left through a neighborhood i've never been through before you know it's like yeah i guess my motivation to get up every day is just to find something new yeah you know but then some days it's like I'll just land there on the fucking floor and I'll just be like, ah, oh, you just feel like giving up, right? Like, fuck, I don't want to do shit. Like, 
And then you start getting in that fucking wormhole, and you're like, ah, oh, it just goes deeper and deeper. Then you put on Pink Floyd, and it makes it even worse. Oh, you know? man. It's hard to get <laughs> out know? of it. And it then is. we have Uber Eats and fucking <sighs> cable with 9,000 yeah. channels, and we can just get... Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, how many times... You know, I, I don't have Netflix anymore because I'm stealing from somebody. Now I can't, but I just watch it to Netflix. Like, what am I going to watch? What am I going to watch? And then you're like, well, there went a half hour. I didn't pick anything. Then you're like, well, then I just wasted a half hour. And I'm like big on that lately, like wasting time. Like, I don't want to... I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I'm like, I don't want to waste anything. Like, yeah. Every minute, every day, I want to be able to take something in and, and ah, but then when it, it's like starts slipping away, you're like, ah, oh, it's going. It's, it's like in a fight when you're losing, you're like, yeah, it's going away. I got to get it back. And it's, and I can't get it back. And it's like the day's over and now it's dark. And it's like, what did I do today? Did I just waste a fucking day? Like, ah, oh, I'm never going to get that back. Yeah. And tomorrow I'll just attack it again, I guess. Right. Just make up for what I missed out on yesterday. At least traveling when you miss a day, you're like going through a journey. You're sitting in some shitty airport and you're like squishing the middle seat or something miserable but at least there's like things distracting you from whatever you know and it's like may not be the most pleasant but it's not as bad as certain things right i don't know i don't know yeah life is i don't know man it's like it's just i just want to keep attacking just keep attacking 100 like at everything whatever it is i do just go 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 and just try to be the best at it and whoever's coming along for the ride like they got to do it too they got to go and sometimes that's too much for people, you know? No dead weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like I, I don't, you know, I enjoy company, I enjoy people, but I don't know, I just, I gotta, boom, just gotta go, you know? <laughs> every time, I often know when you're going away, when you're <laughs> traveling, but every time I'm excited because I know, like, I'm gonna see some shit, I'm gonna see some Instagram stuff. And, I, and that's weird feed. too, now, like, it's it's hard. Like, sometimes I was like, why do I even pay attention to this shit? But th that's why. It's like, I get to experience something, but... If I'm You're just, also sharing it. That's with what people. I mean. But if I'm just experiencing it for me, that's selfish, right? Like, it's great. But if I can share, and sometimes I feel like I put too much. Maybe people think I do. Ah, whatever, you know. Fuck it. They don't fucking look at it. But if I can experience something and show something, something new, and maybe they're like, "Oh shit, I want to go do something," and then it, like the ball rolls, right? Like maybe like some young kids, like, oh, "I don't know, maybe I'm just gonna do this," and it's like, "Well, I saw this, and he saw that," and it's like, "Well, I want to go find this, and I want to do that," and it's like. Just keep opening your and, and and now like when we were younger, you had to find shit like magazines and yeah. go to the skate shop and get a fucking or just like word of mouth. Yeah, that somebody yeah, yeah. said there was a place which out is, west, which is yeah. fun. Yeah, which is because you get to do the adventure and that, maybe that's why I do it because that's you know I get on my bike when I was younger. I just go from town to town, and just fucking go, you know. And then you got a car and you can go other places. And it's like back then it was finding skate spots, you know. So like you find a cool skate spot, it could be like a shithole, you know, but. That was your day, man. That was awesome. You skated, went and drank a bunch of soda and maybe never ate. And then you stayed up all night watching Gleam in the Cube. And you know what I mean? Like that was your life. But finding those weird fucking spots. And maybe that's why I do it, you know, like weird curbs and behind a fucking parking stroll. You know, like like places people wouldn't shouldn't hang out. You know, I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't. You should. I don't know why more people don't. But like if I'd have like kids, I'd be like, I don't know if I would want that person doing what I did. Like the shit I did, like. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want somebody I cared about hanging out in that spot, but whatever. It, it got me seeing the world, and but yeah, with this Instagram and this fucking social media, it's like there's pressure. Yeah, and, and it's like fuck. How many times I just get sit there and waste time, and I, I try not to look at like bad shit. You know, you already got enough bad shit in your head. Like, I don't want to keep putting like street fights or like violent. Like you just look at that, and it just it just gets worse and worse. Like what is yeah. it, twelve? What was that movie? Twelve Monkeys when they were showing the monkeys to violent. Like yeah. someone at work said that it was me. Like. <laughs> I'm a maniac because I just stare at that shit all day. And it's like, but it's true. So I try not to look at that crazy. Like when you were a kid, you know, remember Faces of Death? Yeah. That shit changed you, man. Oh, man. You watched that awful. fucking dub VHS someone brought over and you're like, 
well, I'm a little more fucked up than I was yesterday. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and I'll never forget the shit I've seen in that. Like, over 20 plus years ago, I'm like, I still remember like a parachuter falling with the alligators and like the rope was too short when he jumped up. Like that shit sticks with you, yeah, you know? And awesome. now you see so much, and now it's everywhere. Back then you had to like find a bootleg copy to watch fucked up shit and faces that, oh, there was also traces of death where it was that same shit with death metal. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. But yeah, now it's like just in your face all the time. All day You long. know? But, but back to <laughs> back to sharing, I just like, yeah, I guess I go to these new places and I get to sh- like share. I get to share what I'm so it makes it that much better, right? I mean, I, like for like I have all these boxing VHS tapes I have, and I was like, I'd collect them and they sit in my my attic, or whatever it was, and I'd like, ooh, I got all these cool fights. Well, that's great, but what's the point of that? If I I was like trading for a while and that was cool, but I was like, and I started putting them on YouTube because I was like, I get to share this. Like, otherwise it's just gonna sit there and rot. And then I get like messages from people like of weird random fights I've had where they're like. Oh, that was my dad. He passed away. I never got to see him fight. And it's like, I get those messages. I'm like, oh man, that's what it's about. And it's like, share, man, share, share, share. Right? Otherwise, you just learn shit or, or explore shit and hold it all to yourself. What's the point, right? You don't get that joy out of it of giving it away or like letting people see it or experiencing it. And you're not forcing it on them, but you're just like, hey, this is cool, man. Like, and if they choose to follow it, that's that's awesome. And I think the know? experience becomes better too with a little interesting feedback right like yeah yeah knowing that somebody else is yeah is experiencing that yeah yeah makes it nicer it does it does like hopefully that yeah, you're not just alone right i yeah. mean i guess it, i guess it can be lonely but it, it's also not because you're sharing it with i mean i stay in touch with so many other people now because of this yeah social media world that we didn't have when we were younger right i mean you oh, just show up bathroom walls. Yo, you, yeah, you just show up to a, show up to a spot. Hopefully, people are hanging out. Yeah, you're like, oh fuck, nobody's there. I'll go to that person's house, and it's like, oh well, we'll just figure it out. Just go out today, but right. I don't know. Oh man, life is crazy, right? Life is crazy. Sure is. Wow, Coach Strout, thank you so much. No this problem, has been man. Awesome. <laughs> and now for the Q and A. Today's question comes from Justin. Hi, Justin. Justin says, hello. First, I want to thank you so much for being an inspiration. Thanks. He says, I'm 38 years old and at my heaviest, I weighed in at 465 pounds. My current weight is 322 pounds. That's great. He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. He says, I've been very disciplined, especially with my gym routine. I have to receive antibiotics for three to six weeks and have to have a pick line placed to do so. With this comes a five pound lifting restriction. I'm scared to death that having my routine thrown off is just going to derail my whole journey. I do cardio daily. However, a large portion of my workouts is weightlifting. Have you ever dealt with an injury preventing you from working out in the past? Oh boy, have I ever. I um yeah, I I had to have knee surgery. That screwed me up for a long time. I ruptured my bicep on my right arm. That screwed me up for a long time. So yes, I've had I've been waylaid because of injury and it sucks, dude. And so but what but what I would say, Justin, is that um, muscle is really hard to put on in the first place, but it actually comes back a lot faster than it took you to build it initially. I don't know why. There is science on this. You can read about it. But like you get nice and muscular. First of all, it doesn't just disappear after 
you know, a couple of weeks, it, it takes a while for the muscle to atrophy. Um, and then it will come, it will return quickly. So I, I, I wouldn't worry too much. You got to get through what you got to get through for health and then just get back into the gym and get after it again. But yes, I have been waylaid. It's the worst. And this is why a big part of um, how I work out is just so that I don't get injured so I can keep doing it forever. I actually, um, I wouldn't call it a, a proper injury because nothing was like torn or ruptured, but I had um, some. So when I ruptured my bicep on my right arm, it was the lower attachment. The, it's called the distal bicep um, tendon. And then there are two upper attachments uh, to the shoulder. And I, I got some tendonitis in one of those earlier, well, no, actually early last year. And that screwed me up for, for a while. I was able to work out, but I had to work out with much lighter weights and, and it was pretty annoying. Um, but yeah, don't mess around with stuff. Like if you've got to get IV antibiotics, uh, for, for, for whatever reason, just get through that and, and don't worry about it and keep doing your cardio. Nice. And do you keep going then if you can only lift five pounds? Like, do you, do, do you keep doing that anyway? Like the, whatever routine you were doing before on the weightlifting or, you know what I, I mean? I, I don't think I would, mm-hmm. I probably would just go like, I'm just going to concentrate on cardio for this time period because yeah. I would be afraid that I would get into like trying to figure out how much volume I'd have to lift to equal, you know, like, you know, I, I don't know if I, if, are you allowed to, you're, so you're allowed to bench press five pounds. That's like really not a lot. It's so you'd have to do hundreds and hundreds of reps to really make a difference. I, I wouldn't. I see. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, good. Well, you know, uh, good luck to you, Justin. Let us know how that goes. Thank you so much for sending in your question. If you have a question that you want answered on this podcast, we would love to have it. You can email us at americanglutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>